0: welcome friends to another r slash malicious compliance video if you want to do something nice today all you got to do is hit those like and subscribe buttons down below that said our first story of the days by the angry arcanist stop complaining about your neighbors okay sure now this story is very recent and the told you so effect is never as sweet as this was I've moved into an apartment with a roommate last summer. When we first came in, the biggest part of the sale was the fact that the apartment was freshly renovated and soundproof. This one is important and you'll see why. So when we got in, my roommate immediately fell in love with it, and I was too. When we moved in, we were very careful not to bother anyone, as we wanted to quickly have a good relationship with our neighbors. Oh, did you see the new neighbors? They only move during the day, they don't make sound during the night, what nice people kind of deal, and we can safely say it worked. What we did not know, however, is that we were only three renters when we first came in. Us on the floor, another family upstairs on the opposite side, and another one on the third floor with one empty apartment between us. Turns out the soundproof statement was accurate, but only in regards to the inside to outside situation. When our upstairs neighbor moved in, it was a gosh darn nightmare. Sound from 5am to past midnight five days in a row, dropping stuff, speaking loudly, yelling or walking in their apartment with shoes on. Out of frustration on the fifth day, I walk upstairs and meet my neighbor at midnight. I ask them to cease their activities for the night, I have work in the morning and I can't be kept up all night. I understand they were freshly moved in and they might have had a tight schedule but midnight was too late to be moving stuff. He didn't reply and closed the door on me. I go downstairs and the sound starts over again. I notify my landlord and he tells me he'll handle it and apologized for the situation, explaining to me that my neighbor was just moving and that he probably didn't understand what I was saying because of a language barrier. The neighbors were extremely loud. I know a lot of Karens will use that as an excuse to shower their neighbors with hate, but when I say loud, I mean it. There was no stop to their loud noises. It seemed like they couldn't be bothered to hold something without dropping it or jumping up and down on the floor or purposely banging the bed frame against the wall when having sex. I recorded the event and even installed microphones in my home jacked to my computer, activating and recording every time there's a strong vibration in the house over 98 events on Monday, February 14th. I was livid. I sent that to the landlord and explained this cannot continue. First, the apartment was poorly soundproofed, which meant we were hearing every darn sound all the time. Second, we had notified the neighbors about the situation and they ignored it. I've notified the landlord to awaken them to our situation. I report the issues several times and even advised my landlord that they were very heavy sounding thuds coming from upstairs which worried me. He answered with, ''Stop complaining about your neighbors already. I have other things to do.'' I've answered, ''Understood, sir. Please be advised, this will be my last communication and action to help you in that regard.'' You know when I said I heard loud bangs? Turns out our upstairs neighbor was doing bench press lifting in his living room, and the heavy thuds I kept hearing was him dropping his weights on the ground. I had warned my roommate about removing anything she didn't want broken from the living room and lo and behold, four days later, the first crack appeared. Then another. The floor was giving up. I moved the couch out of the way and moved the TV and consoles into the bedroom. Fast forward to three days ago, after another series of loud bangs, I heard a loud crack, followed by a OH FREAK, followed by very loud noises. I went to the living room to see my neighbor on the ground with several actually gruesome injuries due to the fact that he just went through the floor and brought his bench and weight rack with him. I called an ambulance and the police. The police asked me if I reported the issue with my landlord, which I could confirm due to my communications being made via email. I sent everything and I'm now, of course, filing to break my lease due to uninhabitable dwelling. The landlord came in yesterday and just proceeded to explode, told me I should have made him aware that my neighbor was doing dangerous things, to which I answered I had notified him about the very loud sounds and he never investigated, and that he also ordered me to stop complaining about my neighbors. It wasn't my responsibility to go out of my way to protect his assets if he is unwilling to cooperate with me. My neighbors, roommate and I are now residing in the hotel until we can find a new place to live. We're now also looking towards adding a bit more salt to the injury by maybe filing for criminal negligence against both our landlord and the neighbor. The first because the apartment was apparently having some flaws and the latter for endangering us. Had I not caught up on what caused the sound earlier, me or god forbid my roommate could have been under that. Anyway, it was a fun week and I do enjoy the accommodations of my hotel never went to a 4 star spa included hotel before, turns out the chocolate on the pillow is a lie and I'm very disappointed about that. Do you think that OP, despite the landlord saying stop complaining about your neighbors, should have reported it when the cracks started showing up or do you think OP was totally fair to just kind of let this continue because the landlord wasn't doing anything to begin with? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Anani19087, $15 per minute. I've got another fun shipyard story I thought people might enjoy. So by this point in life, I'd moved to another city and became a tugboat captain. I eventually built the show up enough that I had two boats and three guys working for me. It was a difficult business to keep functioning, but I did my best. We primarily did ship assist work and shifted dead ships around in various yards. A dead ship refers to one that isn't currently crewed up and running so it's unable to move around by itself. Anyway, one of our customers was a great big shipyard that was constantly shuffling things around. They had five dry docks, a dozen whirlies, cranes, several thousand feet of pier. It was a pretty big show. Well, this yard was in the habit of moving boats around on pretty much a daily basis. We'd get told Boat A needs to be under crane number six at 0700, Boat X needs to enter dry dock number four at 0930, things like that. The problem was, nobody there coordinated anything with each other. The superintendents barely talked to the shop foreman, the foreman didn't care what each other were doing, so we'd get these marshalling orders that didn't make any sense. If we did exactly as told, things would take all day. So I'd say, hey if we do these in the other order, or hold this one move up by 10 minutes, then everything will work out a lot more smoothly and we can get out of here and quit billing you. Because keep in mind this wasn't our only customer, we had other yards calling all day who needed their own work done, so to keep everyone happy we had to try and be as efficient as possible. Well this was all fine and things operated along these lines for many years, with me being the de facto coordinator. One day though, they hire this new yard superintendent, the boss of the whole yard, who in the space of 3 weeks, royally screws everything up. This guy calls me on the carpet as much as you can with a subcontractor, and tells me to keep my nose out of it and do like I'm told. I say, you got it, boss. And honestly, that was probably the greatest day of my life. I went back out to the boat, climbed up in my wheelhouse, and spent eight hours doing two hours worth of work. I figured that this was going to get real expensive, real fast. And once I turned in an invoice or two, someone was going to raise heck. Here's the thing, though. No one ever did. Ever. We'd get told to do Job X first, then do Job B, well, that's fine and all, but if done in that order, we'd have to sit there and wait for 5 hours, because X being in the way precluded B getting done. Five hours, at $900 an hour for our two boats. It was ridiculous. It got to the point rather quickly where we'd get all set for the next part of the job, and then just shut the engines down and relax. This went on for 15 years until, surprise surprise, that yard went out of business. I should mention that it isn't how I normally roll, I can't stand dragging my feet on purpose. In this case though, I had to stop and say, Christ, no one appreciated my help when I was helping, and they don't even notice that I've stopped. So why am I trying to cut my own income if this customer doesn't even seem to care? All I know is if this happened in this day and age, something like a Nintendo Switch would be prime for this. Bring like a nice solid battery brick with you, just set up camp, turn the engines off and just kinda game and hang out, browse Reddit. Literally spend 80% of your workday just with your feet up, waiting around doing whatever. Not bad for $900 an hour. This next story is by Eftez. Not allowed a day off if you ask with less than two weeks' notice, unless you're sick? Fine, I'm sick. I worked for a grocery store in Australia for close to a decade. It wasn't terrible, and management treated us with respect for my first few years there. If someone couldn't make a shift, they'd work with us to find a replacement. We were rarely short-staffed, so worst-case scenario, things would still run relatively smoothly, even if we were missing a few on a given day. Fast forward a few years... The good manager retires and an assistant manager from a nearby store is promoted to managing this store. Let's call him Brad for the sake of the story. Brad approached the position with an ego, treating the store as his to fix, even though things had been running quite smoothly for years before he was in the picture. Part of his vision of fixing the store was stricter adherence to company-wide guidelines in terms of staffing numbers and leave requests. For example, the amount of staff to be rostered on is determined by the number of customers through our doors each day. Staff who were actually experienced at this location knew that we needed more than what the company guidelines specified to be able to function effectively. Within the first month of Brad's tenure at the store, hours are being cut dramatically across the store, causing chaos as nobody was used to the added workload. When confronted about this by other members of management, he immediately dismisses them quoting, COMPANY GUIDELINES. During the same period of time, staff begin to notice that any request for leave was being instantly denied by Brad. Now, the company guideline is to give at least two weeks notice if you know you'll need a day off. But it goes without saying, sometimes friends or family will make last minute plans you'd like to attend, or you can't work a shift due to compassionate reasons. Prior to Brad, if you needed some time off, It was as simple as honestly communicating your situation with our manager. Almost always we were able to come up with a solution, and taking a day off was never a big deal. Keep in mind, these guidelines are just that, guidelines. Not strict rules that must be enforced. Store managers are given a rather loose collar from higher management, as long as things are running smoothly and staff are happy, upper management will usually take a rather hands-off approach. They won't micromanage each individual store, ensuring every little corporate guidelines being adhered to unless there are obvious issues requiring their attention. So now Brad's about a month into his position. We're short-staffed throughout the store. Everyone's stressed requests for leave are being denied due to the lack of staff that Brad caused in the first place. Brad quotes company policy each and every time he does this. He won't even allow us to organize someone else to cover shifts as it's too much paperwork. It's a Saturday and I'm due to work my regular shift that same night. I get a call from my friend with a spare ticket to see my favorite artist's sold out show. I wanna go and I've spoken to a colleague who's willing to cover my shift, so I'm not screwing over my team. I call the store and I speak to Brad. I tell him the situation and that I have someone to cover said shift. Brad predictably gives me the same response that he's been giving everyone else. Sorry, as per grocery store X's staffing policy, you must give two weeks' notice for any time off. It doesn't matter if someone else is willing to take the shift. Cue the malicious compliance. For a manager who's so into following rules, I was surprised to discover that he never took into account grocery store X's sick leave policy. Staff are entitled to paid sick leave for a day without the requirement of a doctor's note. If you take 2 days or more off consecutively, then you need a medical certificate. I call back an hour after my initial call. This time I tell Brad that I've come down with the most terrible headache, and that there's no way I can work that night. He doesn't even reply to me. I can faintly hear him angrily mumble that he'll have to call in a last minute replacement before hanging up. It didn't take long for staff to catch on to this loophole. Staff needing time off with less than two weeks' notice would no longer bring it to their manager's attention immediately, instead opting to call in sick the day of each time. Obviously, this ensured further chaos in terms of lack of staff, a problem I never experienced in my near decade at the store. Brad quit after about a month and a half of being manager Replacing him was the old assistant manager that spent at this location for several years at this point. It took a while to reverse the damage Brad had caused, but things got back to normal with someone who actually knew how to run the store at the helm. This goes without saying that I feel like most people wish people like Brad don't succeed in furthering their careers. This is literally a guy who would go and rather take time to cite and look up company policy just to get out of doing marginally more work to be considerate to fellow humans in their workplace. No, 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 I can't let you have this once-in-a-lifetime experience. Imagine somebody's relative ends up in the hospital. You think Brad's going to go, Well, company policy says that if your parent's going to end up in the hospital, you got to give us at least two weeks' notice before that happens. God bless you, Brad.